Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Outspoken with White and Jordan. 100% engagement. It's a total disrespect. Download, stand well back, listen. Jim White and Simon Jordan. I don't see that view. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Hi, this is Jim White, and thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. On today's episode, myself and Simon question what will happen with Manchester City following yesterday's news that the club had been charged with over 100 breaches of financial rules. We speak with Stephen Taylor Heath, the head of sports law at JMW Solicitors, who provides an insight into how Manchester City might fight the charges and how long proceedings may take. Plus, former Leeds midfielder Carlton Palmer joins the show to discuss who should replace Jesse March at Ellen Road. Many of you calling in. We're going to take your calls. Of course we are. But on Manchester City yesterday, when Simon and I came on air, the news was seismic. Manchester City were charged by the Premier League with more than 100 alleged breaches of financial regulations following what was a four-year investigation. Now, the big question is now, okay, what could they be hit with if it's proved that they breached financial regulations in the end. If the charges are proved, it could lead to a range of sanctions, including a points deduction. It could lead to expulsion from the league. It's that serious. Head of Sports Law at JMW Solicitors is Stephen Taylor Heath. And Stephen joins us live this morning. Stephen, good morning to you. My first question is, it was a short statement from City yesterday, but they say they'll fight it robustly. So how will they go about their defence, Stephen? Well, they've obviously had quite a bit of time to to rehearse what their defence might be because this investigation has been going on since about 2018, 2019, as you say, which coincided with UEFA having brought their um, proceedings against uh, Manchester City around the same time that uh, the Premier League started to investigate this. But Murray Rhodes and Casey will appoint a commission. Once that commission is appointed, the commission will set out some procedural aspects for this leading to a hearing. And Manchester City will have to comply with those procedural aspects, but they will obviously hire the best uh, legal counsel that they can find to defend these proceedings for them, including their own in-house legal team. But can we expect, Stephen, Manchester City to show any sense of urgency in this? Can the Premier League afford for, for the City case to drag on regarding the outcome? Well, well, there has to be due process. And as I say, uh, uh, the, the the regulations themselves are, are in regulation uh, section W, as you mentioned, which is where the sanctions are. And this is a self-contained process. So it's important to remember that this commission process is is under the rules and regulations of the Premier League. 
but the Premier League are effectively like the CPS in this. They effectively bring the charges and then the commission appoints itself and it sets out the procedure for the timetable for when this is actually going to reach a hearing. Um, you may be aware of um, the, the hearing that's going on at the moment in um, sports resolutions in relation to uh, the golf, and that obviously took quite a long time before that was convened. These processes do take quite some time before they get to a hearing. I get in a taxi down here in London last night, Stephen. The first thing the fellow said, that Manchester City have got a bit of explaining to do. I mean, yes, they have. Do they not? They have, Stephen. I think that is how many... Uh, Layman, if you like, with all due respect to my taxi driver, that's how many laymen, that's how many uh, men in the street, women in the street football fans will look at this. City have a lot of explaining to do. Well, there's obviously the quantum of the charges, as you say, there's over 100 charges. If you actually break them down, they go on for a number of years from 2009 to 2018. The Premier League's rules and regulations have changed over those years. But if you effectively cross-reference them, they're effectively being charged with very similar offences in relation to each of the particular years. Obviously, some of those um, charges are subjective. So whether or not Manchester City, for example, cooperated with the Premier League in good faith, then that's to a certain extent subjective. So it will be for the panel to decide whether Manchester City have cooperated with the Premier League in good faith. You asked what the timetable might be. There is a right of appeal and possibly to go to arbitration if, if in fact, you're, you're not happy with the outcome. Are you, are you able to second guess this for me, Stephen? When will we know? That's basically the question that City fans want to know. How long should we remain nervous? Well, in your sports bulletin, you just mentioned the Azim Rafiq hearing uh, on the basis that that's a public hearing. This will not be a public hearing. Um, it will be behind closed doors, but the Premier League will publish the outcome. It will take a while to convene the hearing. Then it will take a while to prepare the judgment. There is a possibility... Uh, without being too technical, there's a possibility that this could be a split hearing. There could be an initial hearing in relation to whether the charges are proven. And then there may be a second hearing with regard to the sanction. As you know, obviously, being football people, timing is everything here. And whether a sanction is going to be retrospective, such as a points deduction, there may not be any sanction at all, of course, because none of the cases might be proven. But if there is a sanction, it could be retrospective or it could be for the start of the next season. The timing is everything when it comes to things like points deduction, because... A points deduction in a season where Manchester City won by 19 points is immaterial. A points deduction where Manchester City won by two points is material. So the people that are going to be deciding these matters have to decide what sanction is appropriate, but they also have to consider the timing of the sanction. Yeah. And I mentioned the UEFA proceedings, and um, in, that went to the Court of Arbitration for Sport. And Court of Arbitration Sport found that Manchester City hadn't cooperated with the UEFA investigation but they impose them a relatively small fine. So if they decide that Manchester City haven't cooperated with um, the Premier League, then that may simply be a fine. And whether that satisfies people is another matter. And of course, a fine isn't well, going to well, hit City all that hard, that, Simon, is it? That's a constant theme that's um, thrown at Manchester City, which is what UEFA threw at them, which is what the English uh, courts were throwing at Manchester City when they were established certain principles around what's going on with the Premier League, and the Premier League are throwing it to them. I was going to ask you, Stephen, if you were, no doubt, Man City will use slick operators as a legal representation. If you were Manchester City's lawyer, what would you be doing? What would you be looking for? What would you? What, how would you want to proceed going forward? Unfortunately, that this is why it will take some time, because as you say, there are 100 charges. You're going to have to go through each and every one of those charges and you're going to have to forensically determine what that charge relates to and 
what you would have to provide in order to defeat that charge. Now, where this is going to be quite difficult, and the reason I mentioned that in relation to the disclosure of information, Simon, is you, you effectively have to take a tactical decision with regard to provision of information. If you think you can provide information that could defeat the charge, then you might provide that information. Yeah. If you don't cooperate, then you run the risk of that charge being found against you. But then what is the sanction? And that's why I mentioned the sanction that was imposed on Manchester City for not disclosing information. So mm. But you would have to you would have to take a tactical decision as to how much you show your hand with regard to trying to defeat these charges. Given the constant assertion that they are prevaricating, pontificating, and delaying, does adverse influence play part of the thought process behind the commission? Uh, well, I think what you're alluding to there is is the timing of this announcement um, on the basis. No, that... I'm alluding to conduct previously. That there's a constant allegation about Manchester City's behaviour, not just the not just the breaches and the allegations of the charges that have been brought against them, but the constant allegation being made by UEFA. I think CAS brought about it as well, uh, uh, CAS brought about it as well, and the English courts have said that Manchester City's stock in trade is to delay is to delay and delay and delay, which creates a, a, an idea of some form of adverse inference, i.e. this is their, their behaviour, it's not particularly great behaviour, it carries some weight into the next set of proceedings. Do you think that forms part of the, the likely consideration that the Commission will have in front of it as well? It, it could well do, because as I say, the Premier League have now grasped the nettle and, and they've brought these charges. Yep. Um, you could equally say that some of the charges relate to 2009 and we're in 2023 um their investigation their charges in relation to not cooperating with the investigation go back to 2018 so there has been a significant delay you could argue in this actual um announcement being made um but it's a legitimate tactic um on manchester city's part to to perhaps delay but equally as you say um when they're looking at the the charges in relation to uh, Rule B15, for example, acting in good faith in cooperating with the Premier League. Ultimately, that could be used against them if yeah. it's a fine that they've, they've failed to cooperate. Isn't the fundamental difference between what they faced with uh, the charges that were brought and the, the sanction that were put on by UEFA that they got overturned by CAS, isn't such things as in the Premier League situation, there's no time bars around yeah. the five-year limit that, you, that CAS... Um, put on the situation and also the source of a lot of the evidence is hacked emails and as long as these emails are relevant these emails can be used by the by the commission or uh, are interrogated by the commission as evidence in some respect Cass discounted those from the equation well yes yes and no that um in terms of Cass that they they did um, consider those emails, but they decided that the cases weren't ultimately proven, and, yeah, and the source of that enough, email. Yeah. yeah. So, if what if you were the Premier League, you could equally turn around and say, "Well, we're not going to rely on these emails the way that they've come to our attention." But you could equally ask a question saying, "Do do these emails exist, and can you provide them to us? And why didn't you provide them to us?" So you could ask questions like that, and that might be part of the investigation. But you're you're absolutely right about the time bar. Um, some of the uh, charges in relation to the UEFA allegations, um, that they had a five-year time bar, which has now simply been um, repealed in the UEFA regulation. So they they accepted that they couldn't go as far back as the Premier League have have done, yeah. and that just distinguishes. And that was a point that was made at the time when the Premier yeah. League said they were investigating the same charges. Outspoken with White and Jordan. I think there's no denying the scale 
of the charge yesterday that surprised everybody regarding Manchester City when they were charged by the Premier League with more than 100 alleged breaches of financial regulations and then a huge amount of nervousness uh, was seen to uh, take over many of the Manchester City supporters Um, because we know that if they're found guilty it could lead to a whole bunch of sanctions including a points deduction or expulsion from the league certainly Pep Guardiola supported the club last year when they were initially handed UEFA's two-year ban but insisted then he would quit the club if he found out the club had lied to him over any financial matter Every single word I said in all my press conference, even even people don't believe me. Every word I said is because truly, truly, truly believe it. And when I defend the club and the people, it's because I work with them. And when I'm suspicious or the people say, accuse something, I ask to them, well, tell me about that. And when I say this was like this, like that, and like that, okay, I believe them. Because I said to them, if you lie to me, the day after I'm not here, I will be out and you will not be my friend anymore. So I put your face, because I believe you, completely 100% since the day one. And I defend the club because it's that. So Pep saying then, Simon, if there's anything found to be untoward here, I'm out of here. Presumably the same will apply this time. Well, how can it not? I mean, nothing's changed. They knew there was a Premier League investigation. They knew that UEFA were investigating them. He knows that Man City have been found guilty before. They're not the only club that have been found guilty of things. Other clubs have been sanctioned under financial fair play, so they're not alone in that. They, he knows that the allegation repeatedly from multiple sources, and not all of them are part of this awful agenda against Man City, uh, allege Man City's delaying tactics. So he'll have to be held accountable for that. And if indeed, when Man City have spent as much time as they possibly can determining whether these cases these cases are valid, then going to hearing, then if the hearing goes in against them, then going to an appeal, we probably won't see anything for two years. So by that time, Pep Guardiola will probably be long gone anyway. Are they in limbo at the moment, though? No. Regards transfers, you well, know, summer no. targets. Well, you can't punish somebody for something they haven't been found guilty of. You can't stop Manchester City from playing football, trading, buying players and doing the normal business of a football club. But Yeah, but would a player think twice about going to City now with this hanging over them? Um, well, that comes down to the, the, the quality of the managers in the dugouts, the ownership being convincing of the players that they're going to overcome these obstacles and the salaries they'll get paid. Yeah, but if there's, a, if right. there's a retrospective points deduction, who would want to join a club that's have, like City if they've dropped down a league? Well, I don't think that'll happen. My right. view is that I don't right. think they'll get boosted out of the league. I don't think the Premier League would have that much of... Their balls won't be that big. But I think there will be, if they find them guilty, which I have my views on, that they will certainly give them points deductions, but I don't think they'll boot them out of the league. Manchester City fan Joe has been waiting very patiently. Joe, good morning to you. You're somewhat nervous at the moment. Hi, good morning. Yeah, it's uh, pretty frightening, to be fair, but I really don't think we're getting a a fair shake of the stick. I mean, one of the charges is related to an alleged payment to Roberto Mancini. Uh, Chelsea, who got in before FFP, five years before us, and then started pulling up the drawbridge, have spent £160 sacking managers, but we're not allowed to pay our manager a little bit extra because we're not allowed to spend money that has been uh, put into the club, just like Roman Abramovich did. That doesn't make any sense, Joe. That's not the allegation that's being made against you. What about her? isn't an answer. They've paid managers off. And what you are being alleged is you had a parallel contract. You had Mancini being paid for by Man City and then another contract that was part of his contract with Man City but wasn't being featured on their balance sheet being paid somewhere else. That's a completely different discussion. Well, it's not a different discussion because if... Please. Well, well, it's not because if FFP wasn't so stringent unnecessarily, we wouldn't need to give out... Well, okay, but but, but not liking the rules isn't an argument. The rules are the rules. You don't like the rules? Tough. What's that got to do with a price of cheese? Well, it's got everything to do with it. Because no, it, it hasn't. Shows, there are rules. Well it, well, it has, because it shows how everything is a cartel. 
the Premier League would love it if they had four teams competing for the title every single year and everyone else just has to suck it. Well, that's a ridiculous observation. Why why do you think that? Because, well, look at the formation of the Super League. You've got historic teams who've been much more successful in the past, who didn't have the money, they were running up huge amounts of debt, and they were going to get all these billions from the Super League. Of course, City were invited into it. But it's always been well, like they that. Are then. Yeah, but Joe, I think I think the Premier League loved it when when Leicester City broke the mold and 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 won the league on that day. Anyway, we're going we're going off the the topic really. But it makes do, it, do but you it, think, Joe, you, you're due answers from your own football club? Um, well, I mean, look, it'd be great to know what's going on. Well, the answer is yes, isn't it? The answer is yes. It's not a qualified no or maybe. The bottom line is you don't like the rules. You think the rules are weighted against you. You talk about Chelsea firing managers and paying off 160 million quid, which has got nothing to do with the price of cheese. You're being uh, you're being alleged that you have misrepresented sponsorships. You have misrepresented the the contracts that players and managers have been on. And you know what? That's really easy to prove if you haven't done it. Why do sponsorships come into it? Like, oh, great, United what, have got what, a tractor. Shall I tell you why? Should, yeah, I, and- should I tell you why? Because yeah, because it. the main sponsors that you were using were indexed to the ownership of the club and the fair value of a market price, which is assessed by independent commissions that have nothing to do with vested interest, looked at those and went, that's an inflated commercial sponsorship deal to overcome a challenge. That's why it's relevant. Well, it's not relevant because if... Well, we not to you, it's not because you don't like it. Well, if we were allowed to spend the money that we were... But that's given. not how it works. You can't just do what you want. There's a financial fair play regulation in place for a reason. You might not like it, yeah, and you might suggest other people yeah, need to get caught in it as well. The historic, club, uh, the historic clubs at the top, right? How Harry Maguire is inflated. The guy's awful. That, you know, that, that's, that, that, hang on a second. That's a transfer which you capitalise on your balance sheets. This is something very different. You've got, and you've got a partner or a, a business that your owners own sponsoring the football club and sponsoring it at a price that's not reflective of market value for every other sponsorship deal around the world. And Man City, by the way, don't have the same intrinsic value for sponsorship than that some of the other bigger football clubs that have more legacy relationships around the world. So your argument is just, I don't like it because it's Man City. That's your argument. Well, well, Joe, if we finish with this, City say they look forward to this matter being put to rest once and for all. Do you think it will be? I hope so. And, you know, if we are exonerated like we were through CAS... No, you weren't. You weren't exonerated. You got a ten million pound fine, and you were, and you got around it by time bars. You weren't exonerated. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at UH1.com. That's UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. 
Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The world's most dangerous download. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. This morning we're talking about Leeds United and the sacking of Jesse Marsh. Um, we're going to call upon a good friend of this show, former Leeds midfielder, played over 100 games for the football club, well over 100 games, still very popular with the Elland Road faithful, and he is Carlton Palmer. Carlton, good morning to you. Good morning, Jim. Good morning, Simon. Good morning, Carlton. Carlton, good morning. Simon says, Marsh, yeah, there was no other decision to make, really. Where do you stand on it? I agree with Simon. Um, I think Leeds are no further forward a year on than when they were when he came in. In fact, I think they're in a worse position because when he took over, I think Watford and Norwich were all but gone. And, you know, I think Bielsa would have kept them up if he'd have stayed, but they made the decision to do what they did. They've come in, they've invested heavily uh, with Marsh and they're no further forward. I think they're in a worse situation because if you look at the table now, with two games coming up against uh, Man United and Everton, you look at the teams at the bottom, I think West Ham and Wolves and Leicester all pull away. So it'll be Leeds, Everton, Bournemouth, Southampton. Three from them, four for me. Do you now seriously fear that Leeds will drop this season, Carlton? Well, it all depends who they bring in. I mean, you know, Everton uh, have, have got Sean Dyche and I think he would have been a perfect fit for, for Leeds United. Sam, um, Simon's agreeing with you on that, yep. It'd have been a perfect fit for them. Uh, and possibly a better squad of players at, at, at Leeds United if they'd uh, got Sean. So it's who they bring in. It's going to be difficult for Leeds this season, I really do, because I think, uh, you know, Everton, we, I said when Sean went to Everton, Everton won't go down. Uh, and I'll 100% stick with that, even though he's not been able to do anything in the transfer window. It's three from those four for me. So Leeds are, in, are well in it. So, you know, it is the right time for them to change the manager. And it's who, who now they bring in. Um, when you look at the runners and riders, is there much to choose from here? Carburn's not in, not long in at West Brom and he's been pulling up trees there. He's said to be a candidate. Ange Postecoglou at Celtic, said to be a candidate. In what direction do you think they'll go? It's it's a difficult one. It's who's available. I mean, uh, you know, Corbera at uh, West Brom has done a fantastic job. I mean, he's taken over from uh, uh, Steve Bruce and hasn't really brought anybody in uh, until the January transfer window and and they've been on an unbelievable run now in a playoff position. Uh, it's a it's a very difficult one now to to see which managers are available without paying compensation. Very difficult. Yeah. Simon, you rave about Postecoglou. You've employed Antipodeans in the past. Mm. You've been telling us you love their attitude. You like this guy's attitude, right? Yeah, very much so. So would would he be favorite in your view? He would be someone I would want to absolutely talk to. I mean, I'm not sure that this is the right time for Ange Postacoglu. I think he's still building a relationship with Celtic that will launch him into a spring pad of some other opportunities. The challenge for me is, is I think Leeds United are a huge football club and I think the opportunities with Leeds United are significant. So I argue against my points. I don't see Ange Postacoglu going at this moment in time. But there's another part of me that thinks if I was Ange Postacoglu, I'd want to be looking at Leeds United in the same way that I would imagine if the timing had been different the challenge for Sean Dyche about who he chose for between Everton and Leeds might have been more compelling on the Leeds side of the argument, all due respect to Everton, because I think Sean Dyche might have quite fancied the Leeds job, but the timing of it didn't work out and he's ended up at Everton and he'll do a great job there. And I think he'll keep Everton up in the same way that Carlton does. The challenge for Leeds is I think they probably know in their mind's eye who they want. I don't think compensation plays a part in it. If they've spent, 100, if they've spent £150 million on transfers 
in, in during the summer, and albeit a lot of that was propped up by the sales of Rafina and obviously Kelvin um, uh, Phillips. Yeah. And the note, the notion that they're going to be sold or there's going to be a change of ownership. Believe me, Rad Razani is not going to be allowing a, comp- a small exercise like compensation to deter him from getting the manager that keeps Leeds in the Premier League, that keeps the sale on track. When you talk about, I mean, I'm Scottish, I know the might of Celtic. Yep. You know the might of Celtic. Yep. My goodness, you've been up there with me. Yep. But when it comes down to it, it's a stepping stone. There are those here who would argue Leeds United in their current state is a more attractive proposition than even with a global support Celtic. Look, I mean, again, without wanting to be inflammatory, and I don't know what Carton feels, the tragedy for Scottish football is that Celtic and Rangers now are a stepping stone for managers. They're big clubs, they're big in their leagues, and they'll go into Europe and they'll do remarkably well like Rangers proved. But the first opportunity, the first whiff of a grown-up Premier League football club, and most of these managers that have managed in Scotland, leap. Like Gerard did with Villa. And Brendan. And Brendan Rodgers. Right. So Celeste. with that in mind, I'm not sure that Postacoglu is cut from the same cloth. He doesn't have that relationship with the Premier League just yet. Whilst he'll get the message and the memo that the Premier League is the best domestic league in the world, I think there's something slightly more deeper about his viewpoint on how he wants to build his career. Because I get the impression that he's got a bit of backbone and he's got a bit of integrity. And he'll leave when it absolutely suits him at the same time as when he's done the job that he was brought in to do. And he's halfway halfway down the road of doing that job at Celtic anyway. So, so really, Carlton, in other words, is it more of a case that Leeds United have got them to sell themselves to Postacoglu than the likes of Postacoglu selling, selling himself to Leeds? I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. I'll tell you, I'll throw a name at you, and I know I, I live in Sheffield and they won't be, won't be too happy. The job that uh, Ickenbottom has done at Sheffield United mm. with uh, Stuart McCall, he's one I'd be looking at. I'll tell you that now. He's done a fantastic job. I thought they should have given him the job in the first time around uh, when they when they brought the foreign guy in from Swansea, I believe. Uh, I thought they should have given Icky the job, but the, the, the job he's done rem- is absolutely remarkable at Sheffield United. And they're all but going to get promoted to the Premier League. So, and and I don't think uh, Simon it would be massive compensation for him if he was if he was to go. No, but I think the change of ownership at Sheffield United gives Paul Heckingbottom, who's got a relationship with that football club and a fierce sense of loyalty. I get an impression, given the fact he's gone round the circle with it and come back in and now got the job full time, which he's merited. I think that will keep him at Sheffield United. But Leeds is a remarkable football club. Well, I mean, Heckingbottom was at Leeds in 2018, right? And there is yeah, that argument too. Yeah, I mean, I, I, go on, Carl. Aren't there new, new owners coming into Sheffield United reported again now? That's Say again? what I heard the other day. I heard the other day, Simon, that, that there's reportedly new owners supposed to be taken. That's the point I'm making. Yeah. yeah, that's the point I'm making. You've got, you've got, um, uh, I think it's a Nigerian billionaire that's in the process of going through the EFL Fit and Proper Persons test that has yeah. significant amounts of money. And with Sheffield United's problems around transfer embargoes, he'll clear all that up and Sheffield United will land back in the Premier League with a clean slate and a billionaire owner. So it kind of... But again, I still think there's something about Leeds United. You know more than I do because you played there, but I spent time watching that football club and bought teams down there that tells me if you get the ownership model right now that it's in the Premier League and you get the management right in the dugout, you've got a super club on your hands again. And they've got to get it right, Carlton. You know the club inside out. They have to get the, the, this decision right this time. Yeah, they have to. I mean, it's a massive club. And and, and I think the problem that uh, Marsh had as well is that he was always on a hiding to nothing coming in after Bielsa. Bielsa changed the, the whole uh, ethos of the football club um, and was hugely loved by the supporters. Um, so it was always going to be difficult for him, and he, and he, and 
for me, he's flattered to deceive. It's a massive club, well-supported club that could could really, really kick on. And that's more to do with it, that, you know, Marsh hasn't taken the club any further forward in a year. 100% engagement. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. Please leave us a review wherever you get your podcast. We'll be back each weekday to bring you the best of the show. 